Are you ready to hear the untold story of how God is at work in India in the midst of COVID-19? You won't hear this story anywhere on the news. How are millions of Dalit, the poorest of the poor in India, facing COVID-19? In just a moment, Pastor M, our movement leader from India, he's going to share with us what's really going on and how so many Dalit are finding hope, help, and Jesus in the midst of this pandemic. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. It's highly likely you are someone who would like to make a greater impact in global missions. That's why you're listening right now. Maybe you've tried to get involved in missions before on a global scale, but you run into so many barriers, like the language barrier, not speaking that language, or the travel barrier. How can you get to that country, especially now with all these travel restrictions? Or the finance barrier, not having that kind of money to make a difference. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. Well, we help you support indigenous church planting pastors at $50 a month. They live in these least reached countries in the world. They understand their language and culture. They're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. We help you support them to send them into full-time gospel ministry. Thank you for supporting hundreds of indigenous church planting pastors who are reaching tens of thousands for Christ. We do these episodes to encourage you to share with you the great things that God is doing all around the world through the church planting pastors you're supporting. Thanks again for your prayers and your support. So let's jump into it. How is God at work among the poorest of the poor in North India in the midst of COVID-19? What a joy it is to be with Pastor M again, our movement leader from India. Pastor M, how are things going? Well, right now the things are going well. Yes, God is doing tremendous work. Yes. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we can talk today about COVID-19. Obviously, every country is, in the world has been impacted with COVID. Uh, we're dealing with it here in the United States in the variant present with us right now. But um, Pastor M, we just want you to pour out and share with us the story of what it's been like for India, uh, because we have prayed, we have given, and we want to hear just kind of a little bit about just what it's been like. And uh, so just begin, tell us kind of what it's been like for for you all. Well, uh, for many, many countries, this COVID uh, uh, was, uh, you know, considered as a big tragedy or big pandemic, you know, uh, cause for us, you know, in 2000, like 2020, you know, when we uh, saw that this COVID is coming uh, to our country, our country was like, you know, announced as a full lockdown uh, uh, think about like uh, 62 percent people who belongs to below poverty line, and uh, uh, most of the people they have to work today so that they will have food tomorrow, and everything pins A to Z, even the construction, the public transportation, the trains, the flights, uh, you know, even the cars. Nothing was. Uh, going on means 100% lockdown. Only we can saw on the road the police car, only we can saw on the road, uh, you know, to police, and we can 
saw those people that they're bitching the people if somebody is going from their house to outside to buy something. Uh, you know, almost like everything was closed except hospital system. Hmm. And for me, for my family, and for thousands of people, for billions of people, Indian means we never, you know, thought that this kinds of things will happen. Even I had a fear that I do not want to walk from my house to the road. Uh, it was so terrible. Uh, it was so terrible. Uh, you know, uh, I feel that this kinds of things should never happen to any country, to anyone. You know, it was so, uh, you know, bad uh, how uh, that we have gone through. Uh, for example, like, uh, you know, uh, as I said with all of you that 62% uh, people who are belongs to below poverty line means they have to work today so that they can have food tomorrow and everything was just stopped and the and the people from the the rural villages uh, they were migrated to the mega city to the metro city to work and when everything was closed most of the people most of those laborers they were just like walking on the road for 200, 300, for thousands of miles to go back to their home. Most of the people were saying that somehow we are going to die here in this metro city. We are not getting anything. We are hungry since many days. It is better for us to go back to those villages so that we can leave or we can die in our village. It was so terrible. Means when mm. I was seeing in the news, uh, for me and for my family, for my kids, many nights we, we, we cry out for those people. And, you know, we were helping uh, as much we can do to help most of the workers, most of those houses, leaders, those who were just in a struggle situation. It was so terrible. So, for example, like uh, my brother-in-law, his name is Kamta. Uh, he went from a rural village to a metro city to work as a labor. And when everything was closed, uh, he and his wife, uh, they just sleep. Uh, you know, just they just uh, were struggling and they had no food for three days. Uh, so it was terrible for them. And uh, even... Uh, we sent some help, but they were not able to, you know, withdraw the money uh, from uh, the bank because uh, the police were bidding. And they called me and they said that, uh, why we are living? It is better for us to die because it is so terrible. Uh, so think about, it happened with my brother-in-law and not only with him, but with millions of uh, these people. And during that COVID time, I think thousands of people died. Like they were coming through the, the train track and the train were coming, uh, you know, and killed 16 labor, 20 laborers were died on the roads here and there because the trucks were just going on. And 
it was so terrible. Uh, means what I think. Uh, uh, means uh, the childrens uh, were just like just living without food. Uh, I can say most of the people died because of the lockdown, not because of they got infected with COVID. Uh, so it was so terrible. I, I pray to God, God, we do not want to see the same situation, uh, you know, these days. Uh, for most of the family, this COVID was very terrible. Like, uh, for example, like uh, for me and for my wife, like we were stuck for one month in one house and uh, not going outside, just like, you know, just be in the house. But we had TV, you know, television. So we are seeing every things, the news. We have Bible, you know, we have Jesus. So we were praying for others. We were just, you know, playing the role of intercessor prayer, warrior, praying for millions of people. But think about for most of the people who just don't have nothing to work and they were terrible. Many, many people, I think over 50,000 people have lost the heart because of COVID fear. Their uh, number has not been counted. Uh, they had a heart failure. Uh, so a lot of things that we saw during that, the hospitals, you know, become like a hell during that time. Nobody wants to go to the hospital. If somebody were going to hospital, they died, that their dead body were coming. So it was terrible situation. Everything, you know, uh, was like stuck those time. And uh, it was so, uh, it was so, uh, means just like, I even don't want to re remind myself those things. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I remember Pastor M, just we talking and our hearts breaking, crying, praying for you. Um, finances that we were getting to you in light of just this tragedy. And I remember just the pictures of bodies burning and just which was, I, I, I see this still in my mind's eye. And it's it like you were saying, just the the plight of the poor. It's so difficult for us to understand in the United States. Many of us were locked in our homes, but like what you were saying, we have TV, we have refrigerator. The the delete, the the poorest of the poor, they they live like you're saying, hand to mouth. You know, every day they they don't have a refrigerator, they don't have excess food in their homes. And, and it's so hard for us to comprehend that, and yet millions of people endured this uh, pandemic uh, in those kind of conditions. And uh, even many of the pastors that we support facing tremendous difficulties, they're, they're very poor. And how was it for a lot of the pastors and their families even? Well, uh, you know, let me share with you the positive things, what our ministry has done. So we did a prayer chant, uh, fasting prayer for many, many weeks, for many days. Uh, we did a, a Zoom prayer call, midnight prayer, and just we were just praying as an mm. intercessory prayer warrior for India. And, and praise God for that. 
So most of the pastors were involved. But, you know, when this thing came, uh, for example, like if, when everything was closed, like our pastors, they planted house churches. And uh, uh, when the, the travel was stopped, means they were not even going from one village to different village. It was totally stuck. And so most of the pastor, they leave based on the, the believers giving. And, uh, uh, mm. you know, those time was, you know, just, uh, you know, just uh, stop everything. And they were just even just living their life without food. For example, like I do have a, a pastor named Brother Birendra. He and his wife, and he had two kids, uh, you know, uh, they just like uh, I came to know that uh, uh, they were just just living simple like life, and whatever they had, everything was finished. The rice, the the pulse, the lentils, you know, the cooking gas, and because you know he's pastors, he work among Dalit, and he could not ask people to give. He could not ask to villagers to give because he lives his life on faith. So, uh, so he and his house has nothing to eat. So for example, like they, they, whatever they had this evening, they eat together and they pray together for tomorrow. They said, God, we know that we do not have anything for tomorrow morning to eat. The kids were praying, the wife was praying, and he was just kneeled down and crying out for God. And uh, next morning, our regional director, you know, somehow he sent uh, the two bags of rice and all kinds of spices, uh, the lentils, the flour, like a food packet for one month to leave. And he knocked the door. He went with bicycle, not even the motorbike, because everything was closed. And he gave this two packet. The whole family started to cry, started to show him, and telling our our regional in charge that look at sir, everything is finished. Yesterday night we were just crying out to God and asking God that we do not have anything to eat tomorrow. And you just bring this thing. So this is a great miracle. This man, he shared the story, this my regional director, that this is happening even with our workers. And I started to cry out to God. And I said, God, thank you so much that you have been using me and my people. Means my all the donors, my all the prayer partners who are standing with us, they are doing right things. We are just feeding all these uh, people, but you know, this has really questions me big way. Think about we are the people of God, we are carrying our pastors, our people, but what about Dalits? What about the people who do the work today so that they will have food tomorrow? We have heard many a story that most of the people die because of hunger because of all these things. Uh, I do not want to remind those things uh, to myself because it's always heartbroken. 
and uh, mm. uh, yes, but we have seen the many, many dead bodies, even the dead bodies were following into the Ganges river. We can see on hundreds and thousands of dead bodies were just, just like going through the Ganges river. Even, uh, you know, and I, I can just, why I'm saying this, because these all dead bodies were belongs uh, to the Dalits, means nobody cared for them, you know. Nobody even just like mm -hmm. uh, just uh, does the things uh, uh, for them, and that's why mm. uh, those dead bozi were thrown into the Ganges River. You know, I came to know uh, that uh, during the COVID pandemic second wave, uh, almost like in India, uh, many million of people died, and. Uh, you know, the report doesn't talk that way. But uh, most of the people died and they were not considered as COVID patient. Uh, I know a couple of my co-workers died. Only the fever was there for two days, three days, and then people died. I know a couple of my relatives died during the covid and uh, so it was very, very big tragedy. I can consider over 4 million people died uh, because of this uh, COVID. I can say maybe most of them through COVID, but through the food means like the hunger. I can say uh, the fear of COVID uh, kills many people. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to thank God and I want to thank 360 Sure for extra giving uh, because uh, uh, you all have done tremendous work. Uh, even in the, in the midst of all these terrible challenges, negative things, I just wanted to you know, just share uh, a couple of things that God has done tremendous work during, uh, uh, during this COVID situation. Uh, for example, like uh, uh, there is a, a lady named Sita who is around 30 year old and she had three girls. Her husband died uh, and was uh, claimed that he died uh, because of uh, COVID. Uh, you know, uh, when her husband died, uh, you know, just Sita was just alone living in the villages. Uh, our, our India have really bad culture, means uh, uh, there is no value of widow in our culture. And I hate this. Uh, so, so the ladies were just always, you know, mocking on her, means not seeing her with, with their good eyes. And uh, she was always crying. Her daughter were crying. One of our workers, he lives in that area. And one day he went to that village, uh, you know, just walking and he came to know, he saw the face of Sita. He went uh, to her and asked her, why you are so discouraged? How may I help you? And she shared the situation. And she said that even I do not have food to feed my daughters. So we, we gave her the food packet and food packets and uh, we saw the love of Jesus. We saw uh, that Jesus loved you. 
uh, even we, you know, tell her that, you know, there is a great value of you, of your life uh, in, 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 in mm. Christ. Uh, and we talk about uh, Jesus. We share the story and her eyes was open. Her heart was open. And, and finally, she accept Christ as her personal savior. And Amen. she started to live happily. She was not only happy, but she, she started to find out more about Jesus. And nowadays, she's a, uh, she's a worker. Uh, she is working for God. She become church planter. We told her. We trained her. And uh, she's very happy. She leads over huh. 50 people to Christ. And she's full-time worker. Her one daughter lives in our girls' orphan orphanage, and she is very happy. She is going to school. She is uh, become prayer warrior. Praise God for her life. And Sita is planting churches. She have started four churches, and uh, she is starting wow. more churches. So I can't, uh, uh, you know, just uh, uh, you know say that. Uh, you know, why this COVID came, why this COVID killed thousands and millions. Even during COVID, God has done a lot of good things. You know, this is one story, but I can say that this COVID has opened the minds and the heart of the people. Let me share with all of you, uh, you know, India, uh, you know, people were you know, almost their heart was close to the gospel. Mm. Because of this COVID, I can say their heart is open. Wow. And they are accepting Christ as their personal Savior. Uh, wow, uh, I, that's powerful. I can just share with all of you that uh, God is doing tremendous work. Amen, you know. Uh, Pastor M, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now? Yes, there's an amazing turning to Christ, which is so exciting to hear, that's come in the midst of COVID. What are some of the challenges right now? Uh, because of COVID, things that are going on that you're facing, uh, and how can we be praying for, for you guys along those lines? Well, um, you know, uh, I can't say that India is over COVID, uh, came over uh, COVID is still, this is third wave is going on and still over 1,000 or 1,500 people are dying. And still people are living uh, with fear. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, so I can, you know, just, I want to request all of you to keep continue pray, keep continue help, uh, because uh, still uh, many areas have locked down. Our uh, places where we are working it is locked down. Uh, we can't even do the meeting. We can't even run the churches. Uh, so I just want to request all of you to pray for, uh, you know, food packages uh, continue and to pray for uh, medical help because uh, the medical expenses become expensive these days uh, because uh, if, we, if somebody got uh, sick, if they're hospitalized, uh, you know, our pastors, our workers, they don't have enough money to pay those bills. Uh, so it is, it is really, really great need that our uh, ministry and uh, uh, many, many people, they are in great need. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's, wow, super, super helpful for us to understand. I think we've received a tremendous uh, picture of what God is doing in India in the midst of COVID and uh, the ups and the downs. And what a great uh, kind of story you've shared with us, Pastor M. We're so appreciative. We are definitely going to be praying for people to not fear in the midst of this all, that the gospel will continue to move forward. And we're going to lift up and pray for uh, those food packages and medical expense help as well. So this is great. Thank you, Pastor M. We so appreciate the time. We love you. God bless you. Give you a great day. And thank you for the time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for providing this wonderful opportunity. I just want to let all my 360 Sir family that we as Indian uh, Christians, we are praying for all of you. Yes. Hmm. Amen. We're in it together. (laughs) God bless you, Pastor M. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor M, for sharing with us this heartbreaking update, but also this heartwarming update about what COVID-19 has been like for you, the church planners we support, and for the millions of Dalit, the poorest of the poor in North India. I think we hear these stories and we're reminded again how blessed we are with all the resources that are available to us in the United States. Yes, we have our problems, but we also have so many resources, right? And how encouraging it is for us to hear how God is using the resources that we're sending to India, resources that are being used to bring hope and feed thousands and provide medical supplies. What a blessing to hear how God is transforming so many lives in the midst of this pandemic. Here's your action step of the day. Provide some COVID-19 help for your brothers and sisters in India. $20 provides a delete family with a food package and helpful medical supplies. If the Lord is speaking to you right now about maybe giving a financial gift to help the delete who are dealing with COVID-19, just simply go to 360serve.org, click on Give, click on Where Most Needed, and write in the comment line, COVID-19 India, and we will get it there. 100% of what you give will go where you designate it. You say, how is that possible? Well, Vision Christians, they just believe so deeply In 360 Serve, they underwrite all of our administrative costs, so everything you give where you designate it goes. Thank you for joining this episode. Share this podcast with a friend. Join us next time as Pastor M tells us the story of his childhood. What is it like growing up as a child in a delete family? The poorest of the poor in India. What is it like being told you're an untouchable? What is it like growing up as a child laborer? You will hear how he and his family sacrificed animals on a regular basis to the many gods they worship. And you will hear so much more. This is an episode you don't want to miss. Until then, may the Lord bless you.